This is the EPLOG audio experience. Marketing consultant, financial consultant, HR consultant and so forth. You've heard of various kinds of consultants. What do they do? What does a consultancy career actually entail? Is it easy? Is it hard? Hello and welcome to our corporate career series. You're listening to Voice of Achievers with me, Yashika, and we are decoding consultancy careers, persuasion, difficult choices, and more with our guest today. Let's welcome Sonali Mishra, Vice President and Head HR India with Bain & Company. 13 years with the firm and she's developed Bain India's talent strategy and strengthened its people value proposition, making it an employer of choice. Sonali began her HR career in 2000 with General Electrics and has worked with then startups like Make My Trip prior to Bain. She's been a panelist and guest lecturer at some of the top institutes in the country. But here's the interesting bit. Sonali didn't begin her career as an HR person. She was an ad woman out of media school before an HR career led her to a different path altogether. So let's dive deep into this career trajectory and welcome Sonali on to the show. So happy to have you, Sonali. Thank you for being there with us. Looking forward to this, Yashika. Thanks for having me. Uh, Sonali, it's, this is really intriguing. What led an ad woman writing copy for brands take up a people manager's role? Like, is it a career by chance, by choice? One fine day you said, nahi, ad writing nahi karni hai. let's just go do HR. Yeah, I think the word to describe this uh, plot twist really is serendipity. And um, as you said, you know, planned to be a copywriter, studied for it, and um, actually did some work in it when the reality of, you know, the challenges that being a woman in India really hits you in the face. You know, when you're um, in your early 20s and you're coming back home at 3 a.m. after doing a mad pitch or a race to the finish line, uh, it just feels extremely unsafe. You're worried till you get home. Your family is worried that you'll get home at all. And I think that, you know, took a lot of pressure. And I figured that maybe there is something that I need to explore, which, which would be more sustainable for me. So, um, yes, my stint with G happened in a very uh, strange and, you know, unplanned manner. I had gone there for a pitch and uh, ended up chatting with one of the HR folks who gave me a business card, which in and of itself was extremely rare because I felt like only very senior people with gray hair had business cards. But this, you know, someone I could relate to, someone really young, uh, you know, gave me a business card and said, think about it. I know you really enjoy um, doing what you do, but if at any point in time, you feel like you'd like to make a switch and even if just, you know, feel 
the hr career out we'd love to see what we could do together okay wait a minute hold on so are we saying yeah. that you go there you go to ge and you're making a you know an ad pitch and this gentleman comes up to you and says no maybe hr is the right choice for you it's so it's like your career card and not a business card absolutely yeah that's you know in hindsight that's absolutely it and at that point actually i'm even amazed that the card stayed with me because i dumped it somewhere in my bag you know rolling my eyes that this is never going to happen but uh, and i would never want to but a few months in and you know things becoming a little challenging on timing and safety and stuff like that i was like okay why not and i think it was also influenced to quite an extent by the fact that both my parents were in multinational organizations and kind of put a lot of premium in working for one so uh, you know they looked at it as something which would be stable sustainable when things got particularly tricky after you know one eventful early morning um, mad dash reaching home i decided to call this person and you know see if that opportunity still exists and you know what would be the downside i would probably hate it which was fine i would go back to advertising but if i liked it then you know it would be a whole different journey so yeah that's how um, i got started did you ever ask him ki mujme aisa kya dekha ki you know that this woman who's giving you copy for advertising would be able to do hr in your uh, organization yeah actually we became good friends and uh, i won't flatter myself i think they were just looking for talent and uh, looking to get anybody they could find and you know groom so it's also um, you know a huge kudos to ge once they get you in they invest a lot behind uh, getting you ready so right from sponsoring corporate you know mbas and uh, just like having a very intense learning program before you actually you know hit the ground so i think all the right things to set you up well so yeah i think i won't flatter myself i think it was just you know someone they felt who could probably do the job and that's really about it <laughs> nice you know persuasion is the art of the writer and they say that persuasion is something that that is an essential skill in a consulting career for you when you switched did that help and what are the skills that you built and nurtured eventually to become an hr person that you are you know i think uh, yashika persuasion is just so natural to life right like in every relationship you know whether it's with your family your spouse your children your employer your friends uh, you know you're always persuading in some way or the other you know whether it's the choice of buying a certain thing the choice of a school the choice of a you know vacation destination it's all about persuasion and you know helping people to see your point of view or rather carrying them with you in what you want to do or what you believe in right i won't really only single out consulting but i think specifically in hr i think persuasion is super important because essentially hr is a business support function right you are not 
uh, a revenue generator in most organizations unless you're doing hr consulting and then i think just making sure that the decision makers understand what you're saying why is it important why must they you know sign up for it and then even the organization at large or really the population that you're serving you know understand why you're doing something and you know why it's important and why it might actually be good for them i think it's all the art of persuasion um when i look at consulting specifically there are you know two skill sets that are super important to have one is just what we call problem solving uh, because that's what clients pay you for right you have you are going to be the solution provider for which they are going to pay money to solve their problems so essentially breaking down problems into smaller parts and then you know solutioning those parts to a bigger answer is a key skill that you need for consulting which is which means that you really need to be good with analytics and just you know understanding how different parts of a whole come together to to have you know a big picture so that's one the second one really is you know communication because as you said along with persuasion you're also like pitching what you propose to a client and you need them to understand why this is the right solution for which you know they're paying you so i think unless you have that ability to communicate what you want to say and do um it doesn't work because you could be excellent at analytics but if you can't convey what you're doing and why you're doing it and why it's the right thing to do then really you are not able to carry the client along in the solutioning process so i think those two skills are extremely important um in a lot of organizations which are very culture focused teaming is another very important skill so for example you know if we are interviewing we would look out for people who talk about i me and myself versus talking about we or what they did as part of a team it could be a sports team it could be a debate team it could be anything that involves more than one person but it's important for us to know that you're not only about yourself and that you look at success as a team sport rather than an individual contribution or victory that's lovely my point then is that does a college or does an institute prepare you for all of this for these three skills at least so i feel like uh, you know we do a great job especially in the Indi- indian education system on analytics you know we have a lot of math and science and all of that i think where there is a huge gap is on the soft skills side and uh, you know i've been to a number of panels in some of the best schools in india and come across such brilliant students but you know when they stand up to convey what they want to say there is a huge gap between what's going on in their head and what they want to convey versus what they are actually able to convey so i feel like you know a lot of new schools which are being set up by 
either you know alumni from the prestigious institutions professors etc who actually have a pulse of the industry are now starting to build in uh, a good set of courses or trainings or programs to develop this aspect but yes as of now i think this is a big gap that still has a long way to go you know you you spoke of uh... mba and how this gentleman at uh, the organization at ge helped you prepare for that as well you made an interesting comment in one of the interviews i was seeing that when we are hiring or when we are looking at bring bringing in new talent there is no such difference as such uh, when we are looking at an mba graduate versus a graduate student uh apart from maybe of of course uh, the salary or uh, the cost to the organization because they've spent two more years in their education uh in that case tell me does an mba really matter so i think uh, yashika this is a very interesting question because you know in for example where i am today in the firm uh, there are a lot of people who actually actually you know join us from undergrad and then spend about 3 odd years in consulting and then want to do an international mba and so i get a lot of questions you know about whether we should do it it's expensive it you know um takes 2 years of your life or 1 year if you're doing like an insead equivalent um i would say there is no one right answer but i do think that there are some uh, pros to doing an mba and if those are what you are solving for then you know you should absolutely go for it and those pros really are you know it gives you a good sense of business which i think an undergrad does not um, you know it explains various concepts theories you know gives you a lot of um experience in terms of case studies etc which can enhance that uh, skill set it also gives you a tremendous network which you know is pretty much something which you can leverage and uh, be a part of for the rest of your life so i think if you're really looking at enhancing uh business related skills and you know creating a network that will hold you in good stead for uh, most of your life then absolutely a lot of firms don't actually mandate an mba to you know get to the senior most levels but i still feel in india it definitely helps there may be more firms over time that you know become more comfortable with experience versus an mba and that would be an i ideal state but where we are in india today and i think in some parts of the world as well having it just gives you a little bit of an edge which may be useful much beyond your current career so if you're so predisposed then maybe it's worth thinking about doing it but if you are happy with what you know if you feel like you're learning well on the job and um that is not an impediment for your growth in the organization that you are in and 
you want to be in for the next couple of years then i feel like you can pass that's an interesting juncture you know because you said maybe we are at the cusp of uh, because i i remember there was this time about 10 years ago when there was an mba wave that everyone needs to be an mba and maybe therefore the rise of so many mba colleges today the wave is the startup wave or the entrepreneurial wave and therefore though so many startups so many uh, ways to support startups and the entrepreneurial spirit talking of which um does that make sense for you as a recruiter when you're looking at somebody who has maybe just graduated but had an experience of running their own startup or trying their hands at a startup how entrepreneurial does one have to be to be switching into a consultant's career and does that help sure so actually there have been a lot of examples uh, you know from the mbb firms of uh, consultants becoming entrepreneurs and very successful ones at that i think the one being in the limelight right now is dipinder and zomato who was actually a bini so um, and you know the whole concept of zomato developed within a bay in bain and bay is you know where we sit okay so um, that's lovely by the way i didn't know that <laughs> that's trivia <laughs> yeah actually, and, and it's um, it, it's a very interesting you know kind of story which is that when consultants work late in the office um they order food you know they order dinner for the team and it's generally the role of the junior most person in the team to actually get everyone's preferences decide where the food's coming from and so on and so forth that's actually what led to zomato because it was called foodie bay earlier before the name was changed to zomato it was because these guys which is dipinder and pankaj were the junior most in the team and were actually spending a bunch of time looking through restaurants and saying you know what should we have today what should we have the next day so you know uh, it's an interesting story of how small things can lead to really big events uh, when you talk about the reverse i would say that you know entrepreneurship is definitely a great you know it's a multitude of skills if you ask me right it's all the stuff i spoke about problem solving teaming you know understanding how a business runs having like really deep analytical abilities to create a business plan and you know make it successful implementation so all the good stuff is part of you know what an entrepreneur uh, usually does well so yeah of course you know it would be great to have that skill set in consulting it would definitely be an added advantage and i think that in and of itself consulting does also create that spirit fairly young you know when you're starting off because the ownership mindset of understanding different businesses and then you know creating solutions for what needs to be solved just you have to go in deep and get yourself up to speed very quickly and then you know understand what needs to be done so unless you feel that sense of ownership you won't be able to do that well so it's actually a very complementary skill set then here's the question 
you've spoken about nurturing analytical skills and problem solving skills if there isn't the institutions currently or the education system currently may not be nurturing that how does a student or uh, an upcoming professional nurture those skills are there some ways that they can actually do so or some methods that they can prepare or learn by themselves to hone these problem solving or analytical skills so i think the great part of being young you know in this time is that you have so much at your disposal at a click of a button that you know you can do courses you can read up stuff you know you can do a ton of learning online and most of it is actually free i think that's the brilliance of it all right now the other thing i would suggest is that if within friends and family you know somebody who's in a professional setting that you are comfortable with then you know set up a mentor mentee relationship because they can be a sounding board for you they have more experience but they've also lived through what you're living through in the present so it may be a good way for you to get guidance when you're starting off and you know will be very confused as most of us were when we started so those are the two resources i think that people starting off right now can can use for their uh, benefit interesting uh one last thing is uh with respect to covid and the opportunities or the lack thereof have things changed and what is that one or maybe top two challenges that young people getting into the workforce will have to navigate or be prepared for So I think Yashika we touched on this I think the first thing really is you know uh, getting used to working in a remote environment I think you know the covid situation is still going to be fluid for a while and you know there will be a mixture of you know trying to come into office but working remotely it's not I'm sure most places will not open up completely in large numbers so just getting comfort around being productive uh you know from home or from wherever you are working from remotely will be important and as we discussed right it's not easy if you know the job and if you you know had some years of in person coaching mentoring learning on the job it's that much easier but if you are stepping in new into something learning and then being productive while remote is is a challenge so i would say just building up that skill finding a designated space where you can work from where you're not you know kind of interrupted or disturbed at a regular basis fixing you know times that you will take a break being more disciplined about how you're spending your work time and you know sticking to to that schedule diligently is going to be important the second is a wider skill it's not only a professional skill but i think resilience is going to be extremely important uh in the years to come you know covid came out of nowhere right like nobody thought that it will hit the global scenario in the way that it did and we don't know what else is up ahead 
So I think the one thing people should invest in, whether it's, you know, doing some kind of course or, you know, building resilience through meditation or whatever else it is that helps, right? But resilience is going to be key because I feel like there will be a lot of stuff that will be dynamic, which will not go the way we expect it to go. And then still to be able to stay centered, focused, productive, and peaceful in your head is going to be super important for people to be successful. Talking of which, what does achievement mean to you? Achievement to me, uh, Yashika, is is something which is uh, dynamic and not static. But the way I look at it is it's really a, a way to kind of measure how you're progressing in life. I started with saying, you know, fixing goals for me was very important to kind of, you know, get to financial independence and having autonomy in my life. So I feel like achievements are, you know, a translation of the fact that you've reached a goal successfully. But I also like to use an achievement as a stepping stone to then do more, right? So, which is why I say for me, it's dynamic. And um, I also say that, you know, never rest on your laurels uh, because to keep growing, I think keep moving, keep progressing and build on what you've already achieved at least is what you know i feel has worked for me lovely thank you so much for these thoughts and thank you for for sharing your uh, tips and your experiences with respect to a career in consultancy and hr so thanks so much for your time and thank you for being on the show lovely having you thank you yashika and i'm really really glad we had this conversation uh, thank you for the opportunity and i hope people enjoy listening to this thanks for tuning in feel free to share your thoughts and feedback in the comment section do rate us on apple podcasts if you like the episode subscribe or hit follow voice of achievers on apple podcasts google podcasts Hubhopper, Spotify, GeoSavan, Ghana, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Send us an email on editor at voiceofachievers.com or find us on voiceofachievers.com to share guest suggestions or topics that you'd like us to cover. Don't forget to tune in next week again. Voice of Achievers on EP Log Media.